Welcome to the family with... Co-host Catherine Brandt, Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen, Andy Brandt-Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. Tom Bernard here as well. We'll be right back to kick off Hour 1 with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. Is this a shady shade of winter or what is it? Hazy shade of winter. Hazy shade of winter. Is that what this is? Yeah. Yes, it is. I got Sounds it. like... Uh-huh. Uh, what's that? It's a banana rama. No, it's bangles. Oh. Bangles, yeah. I love the bangles. Uh, Same thing, basically. In pajamas. <clears throat> See? Right there. Okay, I have to ask you guys a question because... Um, mom's big into it, Alex. I think you do it as well. Well, I think most people do it. But I've always had the suspicion that uh, if you keep hiring Ubers, you're going to run into trouble sooner or later. As you know, a young uh, woman was murdered by who she thought was her Uber driver. Yeah, that wasn't even right. Uber. Was yeah, just, that wasn't. No, it was not Uber. But but was, she thought it was Uber. It was just getting in some random car. Yep. I know. 
Well, now this is phenomenal because uh, cops, after airport trip, Uber driver tried to break into home. He picked up the family, took them to the airport, went back and tried to break into their home. Okay, this is what's amazing to me, that there's just random people in cars that are out there ready to kill and rob at any given moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's, It's like, what is going on? The world has fallen apart because everybody thinks they're special. Ugh. Everybody thinks I'm important. I'm special, I'm special, and I don't rob or murder anybody. Well, you will. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> no, not yet. Far. Any minute now, be careful. You Any minute know. now, Ken. <laughs> Catherine just pulled a shank on me. Yeah. Can happen. Police... This is phenomenal. Police in Northern California say an Uber driver has been arrested for trying to break into the home of a passenger he had dropped off at the San Francisco airport. Oh, puke hole heaven. What a shock. Then burglarizing a neighbor's home. I used to love San Francisco. God, I loved going there. Yeah, I wouldn't go there now if you paid me. No, not even a chance. The San Mateo Police Department said Monday that officers arrested 38-year-old Jackie Gordon Wilson on Friday at his home in Rancho Cordoba. Officials say surveillance video shows Wilson trying to break into his passenger's San Mateo home, but giving up after an alarm sounds. Police say Wilson then went to another home a few blocks away and was picked up on their ring camera. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> that'll do it. Well, yeah, if you live in oh, a city, you have to have something like that. Yeah. You do. You're absolutely right. So he tried to break in there. He, got, he was caught on video. Oh, he did break in there and was caught on video doing it. Both homes had ring surveillance system, which records video from doorbells. Mm -hmm. The police department says Wilson was arrested at his home where detectives found some of the stuff stolen from the San Mateo home. Wilson faces burglary and attempted burglary charges. He was wearing the same clothing he had on during the lurking around our quiet San Mateo neighborhood the day before, police said. The homeowners who were burglarized say uh, Wilson spent four hours ransacking their home. They say Uber should do more to screen drivers, and they will think twice about using ride-sharing services in the future. He had openly posted that in 2017. He had been out of jail for six months for robbery. The woman who looked at the suspect's social media accounts tells local news, I was shocked. Here's a guy who's so incredibly stupid. He doesn't even know what a ring camera looks like. I know. How many times have you seen the ring on television? Um, well, he probably thinks that they're not going to catch him because he's a smart crook. Yep. Uh-huh. You know. You see it on TV at least five times a day. It's a little little blue ring that lights up, and then there's the white, the rest of it, and you push the little white part in the middle, and uh, I'm gonna it's mod just one unbelievable. I'm going to have a sentry gun on it. So if someone tries to break <laughs> yeah, into my house, go. it just shoots them. Perfect. It okay. releases an alligator, a hungry alligator. Okay, here, I got to tell you guys something, and we'll get back to the subject. But uh, every day, I'm worn out from sitting in my shorts at the at the desk and Jude licking my legs. Ugh, yep. Is that what wears so you out? Gross. So today, I put on <laughs> a, a pair of pants, a pair of workout pants that go all the way down my ankle. He just licked those. He licked your knee. He licked my knee, which is under cloth. So... I don't know what the hell the fascination is, but yeah, he thinks, weird. Sarah, your legs are just and very appetizing. He just loves my legs for some reason. You are a weird little dog. I know he likes to lick legs anyway. Sometimes does, when yeah. they're when we're in the elevator, he'll just go over and start <laughs> licking yeah, some random person's legs. Yeah, oh God, I might you know. <laughs> be weirder. <laughs> What are you going to do? A, he is so a very weird. strange little dog sometimes. Judy. What are you doing? Just Judy. sometimes. 
Can't help it. Judy the psycho. Just weird. So, yeah, we'll uh, be very, very careful when you uh, hire an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi or a limousine or whatever. Make sure you got the right car before you get in. They give you the plate number, don't they? I th- yeah. Yes, they give you the plate well, number. They give you a, a, a description of the car, um, the make, the model. They give you a photo of the driver. The thing I also think that women should do is when they get in the car, just uh, take a picture of the blatantly take a picture of the driver yeah. and send it to a friend and tell yeah, and say i'm going to take a picture of you and send it to a friend i hope you don't mind yeah and if they do mind get out of the car yep well that's like i don't know it's hard because as this woman by myself i don't think i'd ever take an uber or a lyft no yeah, you don't you I don't do that times i don't Mom know that i would necessarily i don't know i feel like i'd feel worried which sucks, right? Yeah, you don't you don't need to be worried, and you know, I, the, uh, once again, don't get in a car. Look at the license plate and then get in. It's so sad that young woman was murdered by the guy in the car. That's horrible. He was not an Uber driver. He was a, <clears throat> just a citizen who preyed upon someone who was confused about where she was and I just killed her. Don't understand? Like I said, I mean, what are the chances that you're going to get into the car of a murderer? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. It's just Yeah, I mean, crazy. most most of the time you'd get in somebody's car and they'd be like, what are you doing, lady? Get out of my car. Not like, yeah. oh, I'll murder you. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's the thing that's that makes it a little say. suspicious. Yeah. She gets into weird. the wrong car and it just happens to be some random murderer. Yeah. It doesn't it make sense. weird. All right. I have to ask you guys a question because apparently I'm not getting the joke and I haven't looked at the story <clears> yet. Okay. State of California DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles, man sues after California rejects his COI-W license plate. C-O-Y-W. What does that mean? It's a soccer thing. Uh, A soccer thing? Yep. It stands for Come On You Whites, which is the... uh, Come On, it's the name of the team. Yeah, the Fulham Whites, I think. Yeah, the Fulham Whites. It's not, it has nothing to do with white people. Come yeah, on, you whites. It's California. Oh, come on. Oh, when are we oh, going to... Th- this touchy-feely crap in California and the yep. other places. It has nothing to do with race, you dumb bastards. You heard me. I don't know. A soccer fan claims in a lawsuit that the California Department of Motor Vehicles violated his First Amendment rights by rejecting a personalized license plate he said would celebrate his favorite team, but which the DMV said might be deemed offensive... How, how would it be defensive, uh, offensive if you don't even know what the hell it means? I had no idea what that meant. Is that a big soccer town? Do people know about these things? Well, considering it's the London-based Fulham right. Football Club, I'm guessing there's not a whole lot of you know London transplants in California who are specifically fans of that football club. <laughs> so is the word white the new F-bomb? Is that Basically. where we're headed now? Yeah, basically it is. It's offensive and filthy. The federal suit filed Tuesday says John Cutler, uh, who L.A. Magazine reports as a lawyer and a constitutional scholar at the USC Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism, applied for a plate that would read COI-W. That's an abbreviation of Come On You Whites, a slogan used by fans of London-based Fulham Football Club, the Fulham Football Whites. Uh, It's for the color of their jersey, I'm assuming, because there are the reds, the blues, the blacks. Uh, there is every color, right? Yeah. Come on, you reds. Is that going to be offensive, too? I suppose it would be to some people. but It, it and, will be to communists. Yeah. 
Yeah, How dare you, you offend communists? <laughs> That's exactly right. The suit says the DMV uh, said it could be considered hostile, insulting, or racially degrading. The DMV says it does not comment on pending lawsuits. The complaint accuses the DMV of depriving Kotler of his right to freedom of speech. Kotler, who travels to London annually to see his team play, is asking the court to declare DMV's criteria for personalized license plates unconstitutional. If we get to the point where, okay, listen, I'm thinking of going into what you what what's what what's White Castle called now? Because it can't be called White Castle yeah. anymore. It's too offensive. It's just unbelievable. Well, you can't. You can't have, like, curse words on a license plate, right? Right. That's why I'm wondering if this suit has any legs. Because they already I have... I think it does. They already have uh, exceptions, but that's yeah. also not part of the exceptions, so I don't know. I do remember seeing a license plate in Minneapolis, and maybe it's still out there, I don't know. But I saw... And I wasn't offended by it. I just thought, man, that's a, going a long way to get your point across. Uh, the license plate said, I see you are one, two. <laughs> Get it? I, I see do. you are one, two. Uh, yeah. I see you are one, two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Catherine doesn't get it. Oh, I get oh, it now. It finally hit home. <laughs> um, one, one. What are, <laughs> yeah. One, two. They're, one, it's, well. It, it's a naughty word. No, it's not. Okay, whatever. Never Write mind. Write it down and I look at it. ICUR12 has apparently something to do with, it's a pickup line. Apparently, because I asked about it. I didn't know what it meant either, if somebody Andy, came up to me and I said that, it. I'd be like, what do you do? One what? What? <laughs> One what? Get away from but me. But apparently it's a pickup line, so I don't know who you're picking up, but apparently you're trying to pick people up that have the same. Uh, oh, it's a gay thing. Well, may, oh, is it a gay thing? Oh, it's yes. a gay thing. According to QueerMusicHeritage.com. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, I see, I see you are one, too. Thank God for that My yeah. most reliable resource <laughs> that I look at for everything. Let me just tell you what I've well, learned from... The, what's the name of it? It's the one place on the internet where I see you are one, too exists, so... Yeah, so that's what it is. So it's And God the, bless you if you're your license plate. Good for you. But, um... Uh, so what's the... Is it the London Blacks as well, or the Birmingham Blacks? Because there's a soccer team called the Blacks. Well, there's the All Blacks. Uh, they are the All Blacks. From, yep. Where are they from? Mm-hmm. New Zealand, I think. Yes. Well, can you say oh, All Blacks rugby. now, or is that offensive? Well, it's New Zealand. That's rugby. So they don't. <clears throat> okay. California isn't in New Zealand, so it doesn't matter. No, I know, but California's not in London either. No, but this guy's in California, so he should have known better yeah, than to try to do anything be... except for whip himself. Try to be familiar with his own life. You don't want that going on. Oh, yeah. I, I really think it's gotten completely out of hand. Nobody is going to be driving down. And remember, it doesn't say the words. It just says C-O-Y-W. Yeah. I had no idea that stood for come on, you whites. Yeah, and so many people are going to be going koi what? Uh, koi, koi, koi W. Pond, koi Well, They're that's what I was doing. I was going, what is koi W, yeah. koi I don't get it. But I guess if you Google it and it has the word white in it, then you're in trouble. I guess. So now the, the even the, the word white is offensive. Mm, pretty much. To who? To California. I I just, pretty soon you're not going to be able to have, you know, uh, laundry detergent commercials. I See know. right there? Don't right. want your whites whiter. Well, I think it's... I think it's <laughs> oh, no. 
no, 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 none of that. It's more about, I think, saying you whites. Like, you couldn't say, like, you blacks. That's offensive. Right. No, it's so not. It's not if it's just, the, it's, as if it's a soccer team. Well, but if you, but Come like, on, the, you blacks. But like the phrase being like, "Oh, all you blacks are," you know, like that's offensive, and like all you whites. So I think it's more of that than like just saying the word white. But it's just ridiculous. It is it ridiculous. Means nothing. But I, I don't. I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. I don't know. Yeah. I understand. In okay. a hyper-hysterical world, this is very bad stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. Joe from Louisville solved the problem. Um, as usual. I think, yeah, as usual. I think for lunch tomorrow, I'm going to go to Pale Castle. What do you think? Pale Castle. Perfect. Or is pale? Is that offensive, too? No, not yet. Uh, we, we have got to get past the point of all of this and i I didn't you know what's amazing about that i got roped in because i had no idea that was a political thing i had no clue that coy-w would be a political thing but here we are talking politics again because that's all anybody ever wants to talk about so we're trying to avoid a lot of political talk but it's not working you know what i mean good luck to you good luck to me that's exactly right so listen come on you bees how about that? Can you go bees? Bees. You know, <laughs> bastards. What do you think? No, Come that's on. offensive. Come on, you that bastards. That's offensive. That's offensive. <laughs> I would like that a lot. That would be, Come on, you bastards. Kick a goal or whatever you do. What do you want? Boy, kick a goal. Or whatever sound... you do. I know. It's just. Uh, Judy, I don't know what you want. Kind of slogging through life at this point, ladies and gentlemen. Slog, slog. Slogging through life, and we'll Log. be right back in a couple of minutes. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast, that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience. The most advanced Contura laser technology and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK spring savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. 
Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. There you go. Don't stand so close to me. You heard me. <laughs> Back up. Back up all the way. Ladies and gentlemen... Boys. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like one of my favorite memes. And I think it's your spirit animal. It's the grumpy cat. And then and yeah. it's got the thing that, you know, that jingle that they have, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's, yeah. it's, yep. it's like a good neighbor, stay over there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm like, yeah. that's Tom's spirit like a cat. Good <laughs> Tom's spirit cat. Well, that's exactly right. I have a story of. Statewide stupidity for you. Uh-oh. In Florida. Oh, it's not in Florida. <laughs> no, it's New York this time. A Florida oh. man poops his pants Have at you Walmart. heard of Craig Carton? Yep, I Her- know Craig Carton. Well, he's in trouble. Well, he only borrowed $30 million at 10% interest. Well, that's not quite <laughs> what happened. Ouch. See, well, that's what they said this morning. Well, they're wrong. Um, basically, what happened was... Uh, some guy in 2014 dared him. He put up $10,000, and then Carton was to turn it into $25,000. Uh, that was Boomer's size. Yep. Yes, uh, which he did. So Boomer got, you know, he got $15,000. And then mm. a bunch of listeners began sending in money, telling him to turn that into, you know, however mm-hmm. much, uh, which he tried and failed to do because he's a gambling addict. So basically right. people were sending this guy up to $500,000 saying, go to Atlantic City and turn this into a million. Which, yes. you know, oh is God. obviously the smartest thing you could ever do with your money. And of oh, course now quite. it's all gone, but yeah, up to up $30 million <laughs> listeners sent in for him to gamble on. But they charged him 10% interest. Uh, the interest alone was guess, three million yeah. a year. Yeah, but why would you send him? I mean, I don't know. Why would you send a radio host five hundred thousand dollars for him to gamble on? That doesn't even make sense. Well, just it's just another. You know, I mean, people fall for Ponzi schemes all the time. People yeah, want to have you know. They want to make a lot of money on a small investment. That's what people want to do. Yeah, but, I think Craig was just sentenced to what three, four years in prison, something yep. like that. But blackjack? Oh, That's not even a Ponzi scheme. That's just like being no. not good with well, money. Well, I'm just saying, you know, they can get, you know, people get talked down into all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Speaking of you know, which, uh, well, uh, Ottawa's city treasurer was just uh, fished for $100,000. Oh. Or 130000 in Canadian dollars. Uh, let's see... He got an email that appeared to come from the city manager that said that he needed to be wired $100,000. So she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she got a second email from the same guy asking for $150,000. Except that time, the guy was in the room with her. So oh my God. she was starting to what? wonder how that could happen. Turns out. It was just some guy who emailed her and said, "Give me hundred thousand, and she did. So she did. Smart lady. What? Yep. Didn't even call it. 
or go see the guy and say, why do you need $100,000? Okay, so this woman was in charge of this much money? She, she can just, like, charge, randomly... She was the Ottawa city treasurer. Oh. Well, yeah, but you have to have procedures. There's, like, you know... <sighs> nope. You, you can't just, like, start wiring anybody money. Well, she did, and... <laughs> why not? Yeah. <laughs> God. Pretty amazing. Uh-huh. I, I think they might want to look at their checks and balances system. I don't know. Yeah. Just a thought. They might want to look at what her end of the deal was, too. It's yeah. not her money. Yeah, because... Yeah, how far back does this go? Yeah, wiring $100,000 just like, oh, I got an email, better do it, without doing yeah, any exactly. checking whatsoever. That's a little suspicious. Yeah, exactly. very suspicious. Oh, All right, Andy, you and... <laughs> the guy who emailed her was from Florida. Oh, there's a shot. There's Florida man. (laughs) So there you go. There's a Florida man right there. Uh, Okay, Andy, you and I are outnumbered. There are three women and two men on the show. mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to have to kind of duck our heads on this story, Andy. As women increasingly call for equality and the end to sexual harassment and violence and highlight problems with rape, culture, and toxic masculinity... You might think that the U.S. is in the midst of a girl crisis, but according to author Warren Farrell, it's actually a boy crisis currently enveloping the country. He writes in the USA Today column, boys' IQs are dropping and they're having academic problems. Boys and young men are at a higher risk of suicide than girls and young women. They're more likely to be mass shooters, terrorism recruits, or prison inmates. They always have been. That's nothing new. But if it's it's rising, if the... If they're having more problems now, I would say it's it's a direct result of being told that you're somehow yeah. a piece of crap Pretty because much. you're yeah. a white male every day in mm-hmm. school. Could be. And not to mention, anyone who thinks that women are more likely to experience violence than men is deluded, to say the least. No, the people but are. They're, sexual everybody. violence, yes, I would say. Well, yeah, yeah sexual violence, I would, I would agree, but violence in, in, in and of itself, I don't know. Um, their life expectancy is dropping as women's life expectancy holds steady. Males with no college education at a five times higher risk compared to the national average of being unemployed. I don't believe one word of this study. None of it. Who, who did the study? Um, a guy named, uh, where is his Chuck name? Schumer? Warren Farrell. Uh, Warren Farrell, who did it for USA Today, which is a, a uh, the failing USA Today. <laughs> I know he says the failing New York Times, but... Newspapers are in huge trouble. Uh, my guess would be this is just an article they're trying to get people to pick up a copy of USA Today because they can't sell them anymore. That'd be my guess. Yeah. I remember in 1986, Dan Culhane on the Tom and Dan show on KQRS said, USA Today's like McPaper. <laughs> it's like the McDonald's version of a newspaper. Well, wasn't that the whole business model, <laughs> that it was just going to be an encapsulated version of what news you needed to know or something? That's wasn't correct. that their – I, I think they said something like that. Yeah, kind of like, you know, you just can pick this up and read – I mean, most newspapers, there's probably three articles in there a day worth reading. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that, the whole problem with the thing is it's just uh, I, I don't believe one word of this study that, that boys are getting dumber by that. No. First of all, the IQ rating is grossly inaccurate anyway. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, IQ is uh, very reliable. No. No, it's not. 
So I, boys' IQs are dropping. They're having, I couldn't believe they're having academic problems because, once again, if you're told on a daily basis on television, the radio, and newspapers yeah, and that your, you're a piece of crap. And your yeah. teachers. Right, exactly. Right. Um, their life expectancy is dropping, as we said. This crisis is also a crisis of shame of boys feeling that their masculinity is toxic. What did we say from the very beginning? Yep. There is nothing toxic about real masculinity because truly masculine men do not harm other people. They defend, but they don't harm. I guess a better way to put that is they defend, but they do not attack. Truly masculine men, not the fake kind you're thinking of, where they put on a show trying to act tough. That is not masculinity. It just isn't. Uh, that uh, the future is female. The dads are bu- but bumbling fools are deadbeats, writes Farrell, who has been described as an intellectual father of the men's rights movement, but who himself does not use the term men's rights. He actually first rose to prominence as a supporter of feminism. In Farrell's view, the problem is an increasing number of boys being raised with minimal or no involvement from their fathers. Dad deprivation is a significant predictor of the increasing rate of male suicide, drug overdose, obesity, and withdrawal into video game. Oh, Andy. You don't like me as your dad because you're a video game addict. That's what happened. Well, I think a lot of I think a lot of males can fall into that category with that screen time stuff. I mean, um, women increasingly are t- as well. So Warren Farrell says this. Uh, it even predicts by age nine a shorter life expectancy. Farrell writes the answer: fewer divorces, more male figures in schools. And a White House counsel on boys and men, among other things. I do agree with that part 100%. You can't keep telling little boys that they're a piece of crap because they're white. Well, just like you shouldn't have done it when you said they're a piece of crap because they're black or brown. Right. Just, it should have never happened. I mean, Joe Biden, he's running for the United, I mean, for president, and he's also on that white men bad yeah, I know. bandwagon. I know. It's like if white men are bad, then why should I vote for you? You're bad, right? And I would like to know, once again, I have a son. His name is Andy. What the hell did he do, right? If you don't like women, I have a daughter, Alex. What did she do? It's none of your damn business, first of all. You've caused nothing but trouble since the day you were born. (laughs) But uh, this whole thing, I do not believe that their IQs are, are lower. I would say that they've gone, they're more sheltered than before, and they're nowhere near as forthcoming as they used to be. Um, look, well, It's been interesting watching even the news. You watch Barack Obama speak. Yeah. He has to stop and think about how he's going yeah. to say yeah, he everything. Does. Yeah, he does. You're Joe right. Biden, everybody has to stop and think how you're going to say this Next sentence, so you're not going to offend people. I mean, it's gotten to the point where you, if you're so terrified of saying something because people are going to attack you, that's not a healthy society. No, you're absolutely right. By the way, I still haven't gotten a, an apology from anybody who roasted me on a spit for saying that uh, assimilation is good for people. I'm 21 sorry. 21 years ago. So I haven't heard from the, none of the TV stations, none of the newspapers. Uh, you know, I just... I don't understand what your problem is. Are you trying to say that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's talking about? Is that what you're saying? Huh? And again, I, 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 I'm, I'm reluctant to say this because I don't want to hurt anybody's feeling, but why don't you kiss my sister's black cat's ass? How about that? Does that work? <laughs> I love that phrase. <laughs> you. you might have carried that phrase. a little too far. I'm Bo, not sure. Bo Hopkins in the wild bunch. 
A guy walks up to him, he's going to shoot and kill him, and Bo Hopkins is sitting in a chair on a porch. A guy walks up, and he knows he's going to shoot him. So Bo just looks up and says, why don't you kiss my sister's black cat's ass? Might as well get a, get a zinger in there before <laughs> and the you're guy dead. does shoot him, so, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, honest to God, I, I just once again started to read a, uh, a story about what I just thought was going to be boys compared to girls, but it's, it's, it's a political thing again. Is every story now political, do you think? Pretty well, much. It seems like it Boy, is. Boy, it seems like it. I'm looking at some of this stuff. Heads keep rolling Homeland Security. Uh, you got Mnuchin, continue to grill me, and I will not be back. Uh, there are so many stories. Well, here we go. Warner Brothers gets Trump video pulled from Twitter. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. I You know, this is probably the answer to why, you know, keep on wondering why superhero movies are... You know, they're just churning them out. It's probably because this is the only place where you can escape. Yeah, well, that, that's true. Yeah, like uh, Shazam. Uh, well, I think, Cassie, you're the first one that told me I should uh, I should go see Shazam. Yes, you would love it, I think. It, it's basically, yeah. yeah, it's very much like Deadpool, but just more family-friendly humor. But you'll be la- you'll laugh. It's good. It's yeah, good well, see, there you go. Yeah. Apparently, this whole deal about uh, Batman, I guess, President Trump posted a 2020 campaign video on Twitter late Tuesday afternoon, and in just a few hours, it racked up more than a million views. But if you haven't seen it by now, you may not get to it anytime soon, as legal action from Warner Brothers has had it taken down. The problem, the two-minute clip, which promoted Trump's first two years in office alongside clips that painted prominent liberals like former President Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Amy Schumer in a negative light, uses Hans Zimmer's Why Do We Fall from The Dark Knight Rises as its background music. At one point in the video, the following text was displayed. First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they call you a racist, which is pretty much true. Um, I find myself defending Donald Trump in this on Twitter, which is really hard to believe because <laughs> I think he should have never been allowed to get on Twitter. His people should have said, Mr. President, you can't do this. This is a really bad idea. They're definitely going to be passing a law in the near future that says the president can't go on Twitter. I think you're right. <laughs> well, he's well not, smart. He's not very presidential on there. No. That's for sure. No. No, he sure, surely is not. Uh so it's because of the music he used. It wasn't a scene from yeah. The Dark Knight or anything like that. It was his. Uh, oh, yeah. Why YouTube was really, really. Or Twitter, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. That content ID is very, very strict. So basically, they yeah, just. I could see that. Uh, the robot heard the music and auto flagged it, and they're trying to make it about Trump because mm-hmm. that's what they do. Yeah, I know. Seriously, I am looking at the board. Barr, I think spying on the Trump campaign did occur. I won't do it, says Trump on day of deadline for his text. Every story is political. Yep. What the hell? What are you supposed to do? Well, I know here we're supposed to take a break and re- be right back in a couple of minutes with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. 
We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, there you, there are. you are. <laughs> what are you doing? I was asking you guys a question, and I was going, nobody's responding. Why? Why? What were you doing? You weren't there. We couldn't hear you. Well, I thought you were I, just the mics like were on, and I was listening to the music. Oh, yeah. We couldn't hear you. No. We got it all covered. No question about it. This is a very, very sad ending to a pretty scary story. Anyway, a man and a woman from New York reported missing in the Dominican Republic are believed to have died following a car accident on their way to catch a 2 a.m. return flight on March 27th. Here's the problem I have with this, and you guys figure this out, the four of you. Mm-hmm. Um, a body believed to be that of Orlando Moore, police cited an identifying tattoo, was found in the Caribbean Sea. Huh? You had a car accident and you ended up in the sea? Hmm. Okay, I don't... It says here, four days after a rental car sunk after leaving a coastal highway. Oh. Yeah, but I'm sorry. What is this all about? It might have been a bridge. Alcohol? I don't know. You, well, they could have. They could have had. Uh, it could have been an alcohol deal, but it also could have been we pulled them over, we robbed them, and then we uh, sent them into the sea. That's also oh, possible. That could be too. I don't know, man. This is just terrible, though. But here's the really, really bad part of it. So a body believed to be that of Orlando Moore was found in the sea on March 31st, four days after a rental car sunk after leaving a coastal highway. And a woman now believed to be Portia Ravenel, his, his girlfriend, had been found on a road leading to the International Airport in Santo Domingo on March 27th. She survived the crash but died eight days later in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to die by herself when one of us could have been there holding her hand. Family friend Francesca Figueroa tells CNN, adding a U.S. Embassy official told her there were no bodies or accidents reported as of March 31st when Revenel 52 was reported alive. Police say the unconscious female crash victim didn't have identification on her person, per the Daily Beast. In such cases, protocol is to release a photo of the patient to the media so that family members can contact us, a hospital rep says. Fingerprinting is now underway to confirm the identities of the bodies, which will also be subject to autopsies. How did she end up in the hospital and die eight days later? Uh, sometimes That's it's internal odd. injuries or 
something. You think? For I don't eight know. Days? I don't know. Am I a doctor? Oh, my God. However, Figueroa tells CNN they were friends who worked together, two silly individuals, two happy-go-lucky people always trying to help people. That's who they are. She says more 40 leaves behind one daughter whom Figueroa says is devastated. I can imagine. Who knows what happened here? I mean, it could have been anything that happened to them, right? Yeah. I don't know. But this woman was alive for eight days, and they didn't know who she was because I know her family was there looking for her. They were in the Dominican Republic looking for her. So how did they not go, hey, there's a black woman uh, in a hospital, uh, you know, and over in blah, blah, blahville. You know, why didn't they tell tell the family about this woman that was in a coma? I don't know. They just, oh, it must be a coincidence that your family member's missing and there's an unconscious woman in the hospital from America. There was a weird thing in Aruba a long time ago. Yeah, there remember was. Some, yep. uh, wo- a woman just oh, disappeared. And Natalie Holloway. Did they ever figure out Yeah, whatever happened to her? They never oh, found they think her. They never found her, but they know that that guy, that what's-his-face, killed her. Oh, God. Isn't what he, was... He's dead now, too, isn't he? No. Vanderhoot. Think... Yeah. Vandersmoot. That's what it was. Vandersmoot. Was it Vanderhoot or Vandersloot? Something like that. Yeah, it was like Johan Vandersloot or something like that. Vandersloot. Oh, Vandersloot. I think you're right. I think it is Vandersloot. Yeah, he was like Swedish or something. Yes, Vandersloot. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, they they think he had something to do with it, but they never found her body. Well, the case is still not closed. Uh, closed so mm-hmm. he hasn't. Oh wait, he was. Were convicted. any of the Kennedys down there? He was convicted <laughs> yeah. of murdering. <laughs> Someone else. Somebody else. Yeah, he was, yep. And he said yeah, he murdered someone else. that he had sold her into slavery, but they don't have proof of that, so they don't know. Oh, you talking about Natalie Holloway sold her into slavery? Yes. Or the other one. Oh. Well, he killed the other one. Yes. Who knows? Well, they speculate that he drowned her in the sea and, you know, like weighed her down or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility. God. I don't know the whole thing. It's like, good God. You know where I like to be? I like to be in the good old United yeah, States. That's real. where I like to, you know, yes. kind of travel Wind- around. I just got a text from Wendy Rodewald. And this story is why I'm not interested in going to the Caribbean. Well, it's true. <laughs> I like to stick yeah, to once the they U.S. They figure I, themselves out, maybe, maybe. But while there's still murder going on all the time, no thanks. <clears throat> Bernie Sanders has joined the ranks of America's millionaires. The White House hopeful promised Tuesday that he would release 10 years of tax returns by Monday and admitted that his income has soared since the very boring tax return he released uh, released during his 2016 campaign. I wrote a best-selling book, he said. If you write a best-selling book, you can be a millionaire, too. Sanders, who has been under pressure to release his full tax returns, rejected comparisons to President Trump on the day in the very immediate future. Uh, certainly before April 15th, we release ours. I hope that Donald Trump will do exactly the same. He said, why would, first of all, you didn't make any money until two years ago. That's true. And the only reason you made money two years ago was not your book sold so big. It was because you got to keep the campaign donations. That helps. And he, well, and his book sold well because of his campaign. Yeah. So... So there you go. Sounds like a capitalistic opportunist yeah, to me. Real. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a socialist yeah. to me. That sounds like no, capitalism. That well, sounds like sure capitalism. Bernie. 
the financial disclosure Sanders required to file as a member of Congress showed that he received more than $880,000 in book royalties in 2017 and a similar amount the year before. So that's good. He did make money off the book. Um, his, book his books include Where We Go From Here, which was published last year. In 2016, the Post ranked Sanders as the 19th poorest senator. Sanders often speaks out against millionaires and billionaires on the campaign trail, and the pro-Trump Pack America Rising mocked him after his comment on writing a best-selling book. The group sent out an email titled, One Percenter Bernie Makes the Case for Capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> he pretty much did. These people are just at each other constantly, honest to God. Business Insider made more than $1.75 million from the book. Yeah, he did. So... Right. How, doing well. How does he get to talk? I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I don't get it. Don't talk. You can't talk. Well, he didn't you give go. away the money, did he? No. Campaign manager Faiz Shakir tells CNN that Sanders believes in opportunity for all. Well, so do we. We absolutely believe in opportunity for all. And once again, I would say this. When Mike Lindell was on this show on Monday, we both talked about the fact that if we can make it, anybody can make it. I have no education. I never graduated high school. I went to college for one day. If I could make it, anybody could make it. I do believe in opportunity for all, but not handed to them. Because it won't mean anything to them if you just hand it to them. Right? Yeah. That is very true. So there's no argument here, Bernie. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I believe in opportunity for all, but I also believe in people working to achieve. I, I really do believe in that because I have been a hard worker my whole damn life. Well, wow. except for when I was at the record company. I just sat around and had grilled cheese sandwiches. But, you know. Other than that. Other than that, <laughs> that was Bo Siegel's fault. So, you oh, know. and blaming others. Okay. Blame, blaming others, absolutely. <laughs> uh, he is very concerned the opportunity that he has had is evaporating for so many other. How? Anybody can write a book. Uh, but you wrote the books when you were running for president, so people knew who you were. Mm -hmm. I, I had no idea who he was before he ran for president. Had you ever heard of Bernie mm, Sanders no. before then? No one no. had. No. So uh, how do you, where's your proof that opportunity has evaporated for so many others? Where's the proof of that? Does anybody have proof of that? I don't think I so. Don't know what he's, I don't even know what he's talking about, to I tell you the either. truth. I just, like I said, I love that. They sent out a one percenter Bernie makes the case for capitalism. <laughs> now that's funny. Even if you're Bernie Sanders, you got to go. You know what? That's funny. Yeah. Right. It yeah. Is. What the hell's the problem here? That's all I need to know. Uh, you know, I, I just had one of those mornings on the KQ Morning Show this morning. We had such great. Emilio Estevez came on, and he he's uh, he's written a movie and produced a movie and put out a movie about homelessness, but. He, his approach to it is faith-based. And so therefore, I don't know if he's getting much attention. I loved having him on, but he talked about, he quoted Jesus several times. Uh, he and his father are, are very religious, but they're also, you know, politically active and they tend to lean liberal. There's no doubt about that. So I, I you know, I didn't ask him about this, but do you think it's kind of a tough road to hoe to be religious and liberal? Yeah. Because, Oh right, I would, yeah. I would think, and maybe it, maybe I'm wrong. I, you know, maybe I could learn something today. But look, I've made the point several times. If you're religious and it makes you happy, I'm happy for you. If you're a, a secular uh, secularist uh, and it makes you happy, I'm happy for you too. I just don't think you should shove it down other people's throats from either side, whether it's religion or secularism. 
don't shove it down other people's throats and criticize other for not believing what you believe. Right. See, just I like the fact that it makes you happy, and I'm happy for you. Right. Yes. That's but it. The thing that's interesting, though, is nobody does more for the homeless than church groups. That's correct. That's exactly right. They're the ones that are feeding them yeah. and making sure yeah. they get clothing and trying to get money for them and housing. The, I mean, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It just, I just, but I, I was very lucky because Emilio Estevez was on this morning. We talked about many different things. And the last time I talked to his dad, Martin Sheen, he started lecturing me on how lucky I was. And not in a mean way. He was just going, you have to understand as an American how lucky you are. And I said, uh, absolutely. Said, Martin, you're absolutely right. Every time I travel someplace, I come back to America and go, wow. <laughs> yeah, we have it no so great it. and we're all so unhappy. Yep. And I really wish it would stop because the only people, are, the only reason people are making us unhappy with their news BS is so they can make money from it. I mean, it's just that sad. They're just making money off of our misery, which I have found, by the way, a lot of people like to do. Maybe we should do a nationwide protest by not going not watching the news not what you know not buying a newspaper for like a month until they get the message (laughs) 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 there you go so you're on three months now more than that there you go really you don't even want yeah a friend of mine she said i don't i can't watch the news anymore i just get too upset yeah Mm -hmm. you can't i just get way too upset it's just not worth it for me to watch the news anymore and that is just really a sad statement and once again, I don't understand. Maybe somebody can explain to me why you would abandon your core, which we are doing constantly in radio, in television, in newspapers, in movies, television shows. Uh, people would like to hear both sides of an issue, not just one side. Whether it's conservative or liberal, I'd like to hear both sides of the issue. What's the argument? And as long as they don't lie and make up stories. Well, there about is that. All, everything. Everything. I know, I just... Make it up. Can everybody just calm down? I I literally am looking for stories that are not about politics, and i got to be honest with you, I can't find any. Everything's political. Lori Loughlin hit with money laundering charge. That's all political, no doubt about it. Oh, this is... See, there's a sad story about that athlete who said and was quoted, if I am not an athlete, I am nothing, and then killed herself. Oh, Oh, man. God. Uh, That's a tough road to hoe right there. Why wasn't she an athlete? Uh, Okay, I'll read a little bit of it because we should honor her. Um, She's wearing a gold uh, medal around her neck. So apparently U.S. gold medalist Kelly Catlin poses after winning the women's individual time trial cycling competition at the Pan Am Games on July 22, 2015. A Stanford graduate student with an Olympic silver medal under her belt, Kelly Catlin was bound for something great. Or so her mother thought, poised for a shot of gold with the U.S. women's cycling team at the 2020 Olympics. Catlin felt differently in a January email sent around the time she first tried to kill herself by inhaling noxious gas. The 23-year-old described thoughts spinning, spinning, spinning through her head as if they were never at peace. Yeah, join the club. I think a lot of people are like that now. You're just never at peace because of the hostility in the world now, I think. One of a set of triplets, she told her brother she was filled with rage and feared she was a a, a danger to others. She also wondered, what is it like to no longer have a mind? 
Then on March 8th, Catlin was found dead of a suicide in her campus residence. She previously told her sister she would rather suffer than appear weak by seeking therapy. So instead of seeking therapy, oh, she killed herself. That is really a really terrible depressing. way to think, that there's no yep. way that I can, I can turn to for help. Oh, that's sad. Oh, no, it, it gets a bit feel. worse here. The siblings' parents thought that greatness came with hard work. Looking back, maybe we kind of twisted that into thinking we weren't worth anything if we weren't the best sister, Kristen Catlin tells the times i think kelly believed that beginning in third grade catlin ordered herself to never love or get close to anyone in third grade in third grade wow oh that's a sad story what very a terribly sad. sad story a very very talented woman let's Only go back to, to politics God. yeah let's go back to political <laughs> stories <laughs> that's terrible oh, that's that's very very sad absolutely we'll be back with hour two with the family